You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Happy Thursday to you. If it just so happens to be Thursday that you are listening to this, I am so happy that you are back with me for another episode of Destined Women Ministries the podcast. I'm so thankful for you. I thank the Lord just for blessing us to be able to come together to continue to find out um, how to receive an answer in prayer and the heart that we're supposed to have as we're seeking the Lord. Um, You know, keeping our expectations high and knowing that God will absolutely answer us. Hallelujah. And we thank the Lord for that. That is a promise. Remember, we read Jeremiah um, 33 and 3, where he says, if you call to me, I will will answer you. And that is a promise for the Lord, from the Lord, excuse me. If we call upon him, he will answer us. And I take a lot of comfort in that. And we have to have confidence as we approach him. We have to have confidence in who we are to God. And we have to have confidence in his word, that it's true, that he will respond, that he does love us with this eternal, everlasting love, and that he wants to help us. He wants to be in the midst of us. He wants to be involved. And um, he's not angry with us. Um, What scripture is this? It's Isaiah 27 where he says, and I believe it's like verse four, where he says, I have no wrath. And this is the scripture where he speaks about watering the vineyard. And um, we spoke about this in our lesson, um, you be holy and love yourself. How God waters our vineyard for us. Those things that we're neglecting, God is watching over and he's keeping and he's taking care of um, until the appropriate time to deal with it with us until we, we are mature enough and we're ready for those things. And in that, that passage of scripture and that prophetic song that he gave to the prophet Isaiah, he says, I have no wrath. And sometimes we're expecting wrath from God. And he's like, I'm not angry with you. I'm not about to get you back. (laughs) I just want you to come to me so that you can receive mercy and the, the grace you need to help you in this time. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for another day. Thank you for this lesson, Lord. I pray that you teach your children everything they need to know to have an effective prayer life. I pray, God, that you change their perception of you. I pray, God, that they begin to understand that you love them with an eternal love, and you're not turning away from them, and you're not going to turn back from them, but you're always calling them. You're always wanting to embrace them and help them, that you are present in times of trouble, that you're not going to leave us or forsake us. It doesn't matter what's going on. You love us. And we thank you for that. And in that love, we can have confidence that you are going to hear us. We thank you so much, Jesus. And I just say, teach your children according to your sovereignty, according to your wisdom, according to what you know they need. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And it's in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Amen. 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 So if you haven't listened to part one of this, I I invite you to go and listen to part one. And but we're going to keep moving. So we learned just to recapitulate, which we should do. I heard that all good teachers recapitulate. So we talked about how our prayer life does go through changes. And it's unrealistic to believe that our prayer life 
won't go through changes. Our prayer life goes through changes as we go through changes. Okay. Um, and every season of prayer is not the same. Sometimes we're going through some warfare and we're praying, um, against certain things consistently or about certain things consistently. Sometimes everything is just right. And we're praying for other people interceding, or we're just worshiping and adoring God. Sometimes there are life changes, which take place that, um, make it almost impossible for us to pray as long as we used to. Okay. But we still pray. We're still committed. We're still consistent, but we've uh, experienced a change in timing. Okay. So, you know, our prayer life, it goes through various seasons. It goes through seasons with us. Okay. You don't have to feel bad about that. Something else that we learned is that if you call to God, he will answer you and he will show you those great things and those mysteries, those hidden things that you have not known. God wants to reveal them to you. And so we learned this practice um, from Minister Watson that if we just simply open up our mouths and talk to the Holy Spirit and ask him a question and wait for him to respond, he will respond to us. Amen. And I'm talking about wait for about a minute. This is a conversation that you're having. We are in the spirit. Praying is spiritual. So we can't be surprised or we shouldn't stay surprised when the spirit of the living God speaks back to us when we give him that space to do so. It's so important for us to learn to sit in the presence of God and be quiet and listen. And that you'll be so surprised at the thoughts, at the the, the things that begin, the imagery that begins to um, develop within your mind and how God will confirm things for you and he'll begin to impart things to you and he'll begin to show you things that's going to happen in the future, conversations that he wants you to have. Um, he'll begin to impart information into you and you'll say, why? Why is this coming into my spirit? And then the next day or two days later, you'll end up speaking to someone who needs that information. So it's really important for us to sometimes just get into prayer and get quiet. Glory to the name of the Lord and not get frustrated, frustrated as we sit there in silence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have to be able to um, be still, be still and be comfortable in the presence of God. So his presence is so beautiful. And so it's okay for us to go into his presence sometime and just relax and just say, Lord, I need to be refreshed. I need a refreshing God. You're awesome. You're lovely. You're, you're beautiful. I love you. And I need an impartation. I'm tired right now. You know, I need, I need you to refresh me. I need you to help me right now. And God is so faithful to do it. And we learned about going boldly before God's throne to receive. And we learned that it's the gro the throne, excuse me, of grace and not the throne of judgment, condemnation, or rejection. We're going to God as he sits on a throne called grace. And he says, if you come to me, the, um, you'll receive mercy and you'll find the grace to help you in the time of need. So if you are going through something, if you are going through struggles, if you're going through warfare, whatever it is that makes you feel less than and inferior and like you're not good enough to go before God, the devil is a liar. God says you come boldly with confidence. You draw close to me and um, I will give you the mercy and the grace that you need to help you right now. Amen. Amen. So now we're going to keep going with how we approach God. So we learn that we approach him. We go close to him. We don't stay far off. We go close to him and we go close to him with confidence and we're going close to this throne of grace of grace and we're receiving mercy and grace to help us in a time of need. Now go with me to Philippians four and six. Philippians uh, four and six. And just like Monday, we're reading the English standard version. 
and it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Y'all, the Lord was just imparting into my spirit. Hallelujah. As I was reading that, excuse me, but I want to tell you this. Let me share this with you, that God is faithful for each and every one of you, whatever it is that you're doing. God is going to reward you. Don't be wary in well-doing. In due season, you shall reap if you faint not. Every single thing that you do, God sees you. And I just feel like some of you have some, some personal internal issues that the Lord wants to work on. But don't you dare think that God is going to turn away from you. Because guess what? Everybody needs work. Everybody needs God to work on them until he comes to get them. Amen. And I hear the Lord saying, have confidence in him. For those of you who can't have confidence in yourself, for those of you who say, listen, I'm struggling with this. I keep doing that. I keep slipping up in this way. Have confidence in God that he is powerful enough and he is strong enough and he loves you so much that he will answer. He will help. He'll give you the grace. He'll give you the mercy. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the impartation. He'll give you the deliverance. He'll give you the healing and everything that you need. God is faithful. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just hear due season is coming. We thank God. We thank God for due season. We thank God for due season. Even for those of you who are saying, well, you know, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. Your faithfulness and commitment to what God has called you to. If it's just he's called you to pray personal prayer time. If he's just called you to be faithful in prayer and you're doing it, God is going to bless you. If you've set your heart to seek the face of God, he's going to bless you in due season. In due season, a whole glory. It has arrived for so many people. And we thank God Whew, for due season. I'm going to, I'm just going to, we're not going to quench the spirit, but I just feel this so strongly in, in my spirit um, from the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you're going to do for your children. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So um, it says, don't be anxious about anything. We're still talking about how to approach God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I just hear the Lord say, tell them I want them to come close to me. If any of you said, is, is he talking about me? Yes, he's talking about you. He wants you to come close to him. He delights in you. He delights in intimacy and fellowship and closeness with you. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be anxious about anything. When you're approaching him, when you're drawing close to him, you do it with confidence. Amen. And as um, Philippians 4 and 6 says, you do it with thanksgiving. You can go to him bold, boldly with confidence saying, God, thank you because I know 
that whatever I ask for, if I have faith, you're going to do it. God, I thank you because you said that if I call to you, you're going to answer me and show me great and hidden things that I didn't know. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your holiness. Thank you for being in my life. God, you're so amazing. Thank you for your love. Thank you for not giving up on me. When you approach the throne of grace like that, oh yeah, you're going to receive your answer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that's how he wants us to approach him with thanksgiving. And we can make our prayers, which is our um, expressions to God, you know, our, our words to the Lord, our, our communications with him. And we can make our supplication where we are earnestly and humbly begging or asking him for something. But even if you say, you know what, God, I'm going to keep asking for this thing over and over. You do it with confidence and you do it with thanksgiving. God, I've been praying about this thing for the past year. And I thank you that the answer is coming. I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that whatever it is that I'm asking you for, I've already received it. God, I thank you that that thing is going to hit my family and hit my life and hit my bank account and hit my ministry and hit my marriage as soon. Hallelujah. As you say so. And God, I already know that you've said so. So I know that it's on the way and I thank you for it. Hallelujah. We come to the throne of grace with that approach. Oh, we're asking for it. You are asking for it. Do you hear me? Thank you, Jesus. We can be confident as we are entreating God with thanksgiving. We can be confident that he hears us. We can be confident that he's going to answer us because he's not a failure. Our God does not fail. He does not fail us and he does not fail in any way. God is faithful. He's victorious. Hallelujah. And he's the one with the power to help you. So you go to him and he will answer. And he will show you great things that you didn't know. You go boldly to him. You draw close to him. He's going to give you the mercy and the grace that you need in times of trouble. God is with you. God is for you. And he is more than the whole world against you. So you can be confident when you're going to him for that very reason. You can be confident as you are approaching God. Okay? And... First John five and 14, it tells us why it says, and this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and we can just have confidence. Hallelujah. That if we ask anything according to the will of God, he will answer us. He will do it. He will hear us. And the blessing is sometimes we would ask for things that are outside of his will. And we can have confidence that God is not going to give us something that he does not want us to have. He's not going to give us anything that's going to hurt us. He's not going to give us anything that's going to harm us. If we go to the Lord in prayer about a situation, God is going to bless us according to his perfect will. And scripture says that he does exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So whatever you're asking according to his will, trust the word of the Lord that he's going to do exceeding abundantly above that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank him for what he's going to do for you because you asked him, because you approached him, because you had confidence towards him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And when you came to him, you came to him with the right motives. Okay. So we're talking about approaching him and getting our answers from the Lord. Our motives matter. 
having the right motives actually really do matter as we are praying. Turn with me to James, the fourth chapter and the third verse. Listen, listen to this. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Why are we asking? Why are we praying for what we're praying for? Why is it that we are seeking the Lord for what we are seeking him for? One thing that we need to do is check our motives because God says, listen, you just want to waste it and spend it up on your own lustful desires. This is not good for you. What you're asking for, you're not asking um, for it for the right reasons. You don't have the right motives. You're not in the right spirit. Amen. Amen. This is what I say about a lot of these women who go around and every time they see a cute man, they say, oh Lord, that's my husband. So-and-so. Yes. So-and-so is my husband. Lord, give me so-and-so as my husband. No, what's wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> Y'all need to check your motives. Are you lonely? Are you desperate? Come on. What's wrong with you? You have not because, um, you are asking for the wrong reasons. You're asking and you don't receive it because you're not asking with the right motives. What are your motives and what you're praying for? Are you praying for, you know, a bigger bank account or for a business so that you can show up the people in your family who didn't believe in you? God will make sure that he gets your heart right before he begins to bless you. And a lot of us, that's the seasons we're in and we don't understand like, why is it that I don't have this and I don't have that? Um, but God promised it to me. And it's because God is trying to prepare you to become a person that can handle all those blessings righteously. Okay. You have to do things for his glory. You can't do it to spend it on your own passions, to rub it in people's face and to be flaunting and stunting. Absolutely not. Okay. Don't ask for the wrong motives. When you're coming before the throne of grace, you have the, a right heart. You have a pure heart with the Lord. Amen. Amen. And let's go to John um, 14 and 13. John 14 and 13. I am. I'm almost there. Here we go. Whatever you ask in my name. This will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. And so the reason why the Holy Spirit had me connect these two scriptures is, is what you're praying for glorifying God. We need to be asking for things that are going to bring glory to the kingdom of the living God. We need to be asking and praying for things that will cause Jesus to shine. Okay, a lot of us are just asking for our own carnal reasons, for our own carnal pleasure, and we need to be praying with the right motive so that the Father is glorified in the Son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to touch and agree on that. Glory to the name of the living God that we are not wasting our time in prayer, praying about things that we just want to consume in our lust, and we are praying for things to bring glory to the living God. That's all it's about. And listen, this doesn't even have to be the glory that your whole neighborhood sees or your whole family sees or anything like that. This can just be between you and God where you were praying for something and God showed up in a very personal way for you and you glorify him for that. But whatever you're asking for, make sure that as you're approaching God, you're approaching him with the right motives. Okay. You're approaching him and you want him to be glorified out of everything that you're asking for. So what are we seeing? Um, let's go to Mark. 11 and 24. And we're about to close this up um, according to the will of God. Mark 11 and 24. It says, therefore, I tell you, 
Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. How much plainer is that? You're asking things that are according to the will of the Lord. You're not asking things outside of his will for your life. Why would he give you things that are not good for you? You're asking things with the right motive. You're coming to the Lord with confidence. Okay, you're coming to him believing and expecting to hear from him. Why wouldn't he answer you very plainly? Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. That is a promise from the father. Okay, and so what we what do we get from this confidence plus faith equals an answer to our prayers, confidence in God. Okay, even if you don't have confidence in yourself, confidence in God plus faith equals an answer to your prayers. Amen. Amen. And we want our prayers answered. So have confidence as you are approaching God. Okay. Have confidence as you are approaching him and believe that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine. Have faith that God is going to do exactly what you're asking for. Glory to the name of the Lord, because he will. And he tells us that very plainly in scripture. Um, so I, I pray that you are encouraged by this. I pray that you are encouraged to seek the Lord. I pray that you are encouraged by that word that he gave um, about uh, reaping and about due season. We thank the Lord for that. You keep praying. You keep believing. You don't faint. Don't give up. Continue to do good. Continue to let your love be genuine and without dissimulation. Continue to do what's right. Continue to do what's honorable. And God is going to reward you. God is going to bless you. And um, I bless you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you that this word be planted into good ground and that it brings forth fruit in their lives and in their prayer lives, Lord. Let this be something that they can share with others in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, the confidence plus uh, faith equals an answer to their prayers and to the prayers of others, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus for an increase in confidence in you and an increase in our faith in you in the name of Jesus. We want those answers. We want to pray according to your will and not our own will. We love you so much. We thank you so much. And Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. And I pray, God, that this word is received with understanding and that the enemy cannot come and snatch this word away. And I pray that even in times of confusion and even in times of strife, even in times of warfare, when things are not going right, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that they remember that regardless of what's happening in their life, they can go boldly before your throne and receive and go boldly confidently and close to you as you sit on the throne of grace and receive the mercy and the grace that they need to help them in their time of need. We thank you for that. Thank you for being our ever-present help. Thank you, God, that you don't leave us. Thank you, God, for the way you are always with us and the way you keep us together and hold us together and you don't let us fall apart and you don't let us stay down. And we thank you that everything is working together for our good. We love you, Jesus, so much. Cover us with, um, with your blood as we go forward in this day. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.